young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs>
eight years now. I'm not um, so sorry, my face. <laughs> but everybody has a Tennessee Walker. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm over it. <laughs> it is so funny. We need to go back through the episodes and tally how many people have Tennessee Walker horses. We should because... make a video of like. A, comp- a yeah, compil- a compilation. compilation like, I gotta video. walk, walking horse, walker, walker. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so excited because I have a Tennessee walker. So yeah. every time somebody says it, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I roll, and then she's on my eyes. <laughs> so I didn't want you to think that <laughs> it's just that literally everybody, and we've talked to over 40 people, <laughs> right? Yeah, and it, and it's like it was for me. It wasn't purposeful. It was just like you're i think we're supposed to you know like couple up equine human now okay yeah yeah i think i think this is us now oh so what do you do you know like as as long as it's a horse with all four feet (laughs) uh mounted archery archery and um working into mounted combat in general Mm -hmm. swords axes spears throwing knives boom roasted warrior everything <laughs> just like fight from horseback in general <laughs> do you um, fight on the ground yes uh, yes okay oh my god okay so i'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Get- i've done uh some martial arts things and i feel like if you can't do some stuff on the ground then when you get mounted it's not gonna work out right 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 okay okay <laughs> let me rewind because I got a lot of questions um so how did you get into mounted archery okay well I usually uh start off by telling everybody that it was Jesus because (laughs) it was just so random how it happened (laughs) uh because I was helping out Mustangs Rescue and I was at a horse expo, just like totally random, just like, oh, you need help? I got you. Never been here before? Yeah. <laughs> and um, they were doing a mounted archery demonstration and I was all like up on the rail, like <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, you know, cause I was like, that is, that is awesome. I need to get me some of that. And there's a lot of setup and takedown that goes into mounted archery because uh, when you're going into arena, you're not familiar with, you got the stands, you got the targets, you got, um, you put like guiding stakes along as a track so the horse knows where to run in like a wide open area. It's like, here, here's where you go. And there were two people running around like chickens with their head cut off, like, and um, me, I always function better when I'm helping rather than just spectating. So I was like, hey, could you use help? And they were like, yes. <laughs> and so, so I helped out with that. And the head instructor at the time, Holm Newman, who's like one of the nicest old men you'll ever meet, is just like, home. And he was so grateful for my help that he offered me a free lesson and went out there and was like, yes, this is my life now. And (laughs) he gave me uh, my first quiver for free because he said that I had some potential, which I was like, (laughs) I didn't incentive, but like, 
Thank you. I'm totally ready for this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's cool that's cool I, I i i don't know i feel like i'm still waiting on that like because i don't know what i'm doing with my horse but anywho i think that that is so cool how people get into these kind of small niches like all of a sudden like randomly like somebody was passing by on the street and said hey you want to shoot this bow and they're like yeah <laughs> so yeah so you got your quiver how did you kind of say, or how did you kind of get with your horse and y'all talk like, hey, this is going to be what we're going to do. We're going to train to do this. Like, how, yeah, did, how was that um, transformation? Well, first of all, I had already been working with him for about two years at that point. Um, well, I had been working with a lot of Buck Brandeman uh, type horsemanship like really super passionately for at least two years up to that point and we were kind of looking for something to do with all of this connection and feel that we've been developing like we were just heading around and looking and being like what now mm -hmm. and when uh i found this i was just i went straight home and i was like storm okay so here's what's gonna happen I'm going to get on your back, right? I'm going to have a bow and I'm going to shoot it, right? So like, that's going to be our new thing. You in? Okay. I'm sure you're in. Let's go. <laughs> and so I just slowly started introducing him to the arrows and the bow and everything. Um, what seems to catch their attention the most is just when the arrow hits the target, it's just like, the, it's like a pop. Mm -hmm. And they hear the arrow leave the string and they're like, I'm sure that's the only noise that's gonna come from that. Oh, dang it, it hit something. And then that's the one that gets them. Mm -hmm. um, so I did a lot of work on the ground. And then what really helped me, cause it allowed him to do whatever he needed to do with me being safe. I was up on the fence and I shot over his back so he could start to get used to the different perspectives of what that would be like. And he had, a, like, I think maybe one moment where he, he got, like, the big bush baby eyes where he was like, what just happened? And he had one of those on each eye, and then he was good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, started out walking. And it, it takes a lot of practice to figure out how to put your mind on shooting and still ride well at the same time. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, I felt like every time I went to try and focus on shooting well, my seat and everything went to crap. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Storm, I'm not, dang it, no. Oh, <laughs> I'm crying out loud, okay. And yeah. we're riding again and another, oh, dang it, it's happening again, I'm sorry, Storm. And so for Stormy was fine, but for me, it took a while just to get used to kind of compartmentalizing and you kind of got to separate two halves of your body. Bottom half, riding, top half, shooting, full on centaur. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Well, this is this is your jam. I know you got questions. Um, I'm just ready to start. Like I told you earlier, it just seems like 
it has taken me forever. I've been talking about this for a few years. Um, I just got my bow this year. And, oh, what type of bow do you have? Let's start there. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> so, some, some things, some extra things came that need to, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, this is Nomad Black Shadow Bow. Mm -hmm. It's based on a Korean style, but made with more modern materials. So it's not so finicky in weather changes or if it gets rained on or if you leave it strung for too long. Because mm -hmm. all those natural materials, you, you got to baby them for them to last because you just leave like a natural made bow with horn sinew hide glue in the sun and everything will start to come apart and it may even warp in a, in a wrong way so first bow for me was like modern materials that's not doesn't need all of that because i've the the worst one like it, it it felt like i had abused my bow or something mm -hmm. i left it strung and in the rain for like three hours. It was horrible. I was distracted by throwing atlatls and spears. I said I was sorry though, and it was fine. So it really made me believe and support this bow because it, it was there for me even when I forgot about it. <laughs> so how many bows did you go through before you kind of settled on one that you knew fit? Um, so how I work is I find what I like. and I'm like this one. You want to try this one? No, this one. And so working with home, it was crazy. He had just gotten shipped this bow for like a sponsorship because um, home is pretty big, especially in the US mounted archery community. And so they wanted him to test it out and be able to vouch like this is a good bow right and so i was over for um like my next lesson and he was pulling this thing out of the box and i was like oh my goodness so pretty and he was like you want to use it today i think you're strong because it's a 35 pound mm -hmm. and yeah is i was like this is my bow this is it and to the point where because i played softball and when you wear in your glove like you don't want to go buy another one like wearing it right. in is its whole thing i felt like i did that with this bow so i was like home can i buy your bow from you and then you could have the money to like have him send you another one and he was like okay yeah <laughs> and oh, so for me, that that was really cool because I always have that connection to him, like not only through my quiver, but through my first bow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Um, the one that I have is called Tartar. I Show your bow. Tartar. Oh, Tartar. Tartar. And I haven't, I don't know anything else about it. Like literally nothing else. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you mm -hmm. see it? Oh, here we go. Is are. that considered natural? It's made out of yeah. 
It's natural. You better. Oh, it's fiberglass, I believe. Oh. Yeah, I that don't know. Pretty cool. But I was talking it's, to. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not completely natural. It's. It's like um, Ivo, where it's made with wood, but what's wrapping it is mm -hmm. um, more modern stuff. So I haven't used it yet because I don't. Um, have but yeah, that's that's a. <laughs> So I had to go buy those yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> where do you where do you get supplies for um, these bows? If, if this, um, Sportsman's Warehouse is like the in person's place. They mm -hmm. usually have like a compound bow section mm -hmm. and like a teeny tiny little recurve section, and uh, they've. Like looking for help, um, don't always listen to what they say because they are informed, but they are informed in hunting compound bows and what those right. need, not mounted archery horse bows. Right. And that is yeah. what I, I only um, talk to the mounted archers. And I'm like, what do you suggest? Because I know if I go to someone who doesn't do mounted archery, it's totally different. Yeah yeah um so there are different like arrow lengths there are different grains in the arrows which is like how much flex the arrow has it comes off the string because um you're familiar with the archer's paradox no okay that's when oh. the arrow comes off the bow mm -hmm. It fishes in the air. It does like a little wiggle, like a little dance, and then straightens out before it hits what you're shooting at. Mm -hmm. And so depending on how powerful your bow is, you need the correct grain of your arrow for it to be able to fly right. Mm -hmm. Because with my bow that's um, a little bit heavier poundage, um, for the mounted archery world, not in general, like they go to 70, but, um, and more. Uh, but I was trying to show my friend something, uh, with her arrows that she had, she got from Walmart and the grain was not very high. Like the lower the number, the more flex in the arrow. Mm -hmm. And they're probably maybe they're maybe 300 and the ones that shoot are like 400 or 500 grain. And it has so much flex in it that it came around the bow and slapped me in the wrist before oh I left God. the bow. I was like, that's aggressive. Oh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, so. So the ones that you, you shoot can't are just like throw um, random arrows and a bow together and hope they work out. You kind of got to mm -hmm. have a little strategy to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's just so much to learn. Um, what did you make your targets or did you buy them? Um, 
I made my targets and gotten broken down like could put your fist through targets from other people who didn't want them anymore and just duct tape the crap out of them. Just <laughs> like make a mummy out of that thing and then it's fine. Perfect. Yes. It's ready to go. And what are they when I first got started, um, Sometimes they're made out of straw. Sometimes uh, they're made out of like lighter styrofoamy things. I have targets that I do not know what they are made out of. I just know that they are very heavy and obnoxious to move anywhere. Um, Better get you some hay bales. They're made <laughs> right. out of like, Uh, it, it's almost like barn mat material, but a little, a little lighter, mm -hmm. um, like not quite so dense, mm -hmm. um, or like, I think the best comparison I can make is in like kindergarten or preschool, when you have those like really big soft puzzle pieces that you like push together mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you could like squeeze them like that, that kind of um, material. I don't even know what to call that, but that stuff, that is awesome for targets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and me personally, when I first got into it, I just went out for a lot of pizza. <laughs> to use uh, pizza boxes. Well, yeah, I just got one and I put about three together and then again, duct tape, duct tape, duct tape, duct tape, duct tape. Well, thank you for that, that life hack. Best friend right. And new Target. Cool. Because those things are expensive and. Yeah. I know, right? I'm like, I could get a new bow right. for the price of something that I'm going to fill with holes. No, exactly. I can't do it. You have to replace it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Do you compete at all? Um, I do. It's, or I have once. It's just hard because there's not a lot of competition happening where I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, me personally, I'm not driving a truck and trailer yet. So the transportation is a little bit more complicated for me in general. Mm -hmm. Um. Like the only one that I had access to was in Washington and it was more like a play day. Mm -hmm. Like it, it wasn't like a full fledged, like official competition. Um, but like the big stuff, uh, Texas, maybe some in Montana, um, East coast, like Tennessee, Basically everywhere I'm not. Right. Right. <laughs> so it it's like I want to. Uh but it's just challenging. So a part of my motivation right now is working on trying to get to a place where I can provide a competition where I could be like, hey, can you come over here and compete with me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be cool. So, that would be cool. Road trip. Yeah, yeah. Fly. <laughs> Fly trip. Fly through the air. <laughs> With the coronavirus. 
Lord have mercy. We'll be there in about four, five weeks. <laughs> we gonna come on horseback. Yes, I, I got a few extra beds. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so, um, you were talking about um competing. Oh, so when you practice, I know you said that um you kind of got into it because it was inside of an arena. Uh, we talked to another guy who I guess travels internationally and uh does mountain archery and he we watched some like videos and they're like out in a field with all the different lanes and targets and stuff like that yeah they're all different kinds of tracks Mm -hmm. okay i was just gonna ask what what was your preference or what do you practice on the most i love wide open areas where you can like put a ton of targets in a single Mm -hmm. line and just be like because when you're in an arena you have to be like oh no now i gotta turn oh okay slowing down oh no that's a baby oh it's all the trajectory it's behind the target no baby please go behind no oh my goodness Uh, so it's like out in the field, it's a lot less stressful for a number of different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many arrows can you hold in your hand at once? Um, four or three. And you can still shoot accurately? That's dope. Yeah, you just gotta hold it right. Like, mm-hmm. Just got to string this thing. Okay. Oh my goodness, we're getting a whole tutorial. Oh Lord, okay. What? We, okay, we, oh. Well, this makes sense. This it makes bends completely in the, di- in the opposite direction. Right. So that is the wonders of the recurve, and that's the re. Oh, I'm not about to get up and do that either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Now it looks like the bow. Okay. This is so cool. I know. Okay, close my mouth. (laughs) I took an archery class. So you get them all lined up Mm -hmm. real nice like crayons in a crayon box. And then you load them in your knuckle right behind the bow because you want the arrow to not have any obstruction. Mm -hmm. So when I bring this arrow around to load, these other ones that I'm holding aren't in the way. Right. Do you have a knock point on your bow? Um, I have it on one of my bows, but not on this one. And I've been practicing to not need the knock point anymore. And what's um, that mean? But I needed to change. How... Hmm? What, what is a knock point? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, that might take a minute. You know, no, it won't. <laughs> Yeah, we come to stay with you. I know. <laughs> All this house. We're going on a whole field trip. 
For real, though. Um. Okay, now I gotta string up this one. So is there like a bow in every room? Yeah, <laughs> what is that? Just in case, you know, <laughs> intruder. Well, there is a weapon in every room <laughs> of this place, yes. At least two, actually. That's crazy. Nope, I'm not even gonna try. I'm gonna have to let somebody show me first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, but I just assumed that that was like you just gonna put the string down there. No, it ain't. And then I'm, I was like, oh, <laughs> well, like a little Lisa Gibson. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. That that was funny. Um. <laughs> Oh. So I don't know if you can see, but this right here is the knocking point. And so that keeps. And so that's really helpful arrow. for no luck shooting because when you knock, you just bring the arrow up to hit that. Mm -hmm. Ah. And so it like stops and you can feel that and know where the arrow is on your bow. Mm -hmm. And I had to like completely rethink because I have a friend who doesn't shoot with knocking points and he was making fun of me for shooting with a knocking point. And I'm like, well, fine, I can shoot without a knocking point either. So it, <laughs> it's been a whole thing. That is so cool. Yeah, I feel like I yeah. should just learn how to do it without it. Without it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't knock it at all. Like, you, you don't have to listen to my friend. <laughs> um, well, if the knocking what? point is what you feel like makes you uh, the archer that you want to be, that's awesome. Um, me, I just if. I ever feel like something is being any kind of a handicap or a limitation, or I feel like I need something to do something else. I like to be able to try not to, mm -hmm. to see if I could develop skills in other areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In theory. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, in reading your responses on our scheduler, you mentioned being diagnosed with Lyme disease at a young age. Let's, yeah. let's chat about that because I literally just got like a whole master's degree basically in infectious disease. So uh, <laughs> I know. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, what? Okay. We're going we gonna to talk about that as long as you're comfortable. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us how that whole journey, you know, got you to where you are today. Oh, wow. Um. So it all kind of started when I was 13. So when I started going through puberty, um, all of these symptoms started coming out and were slowly, slowly like eating away at what I was able to, kind of limiting, limiting, limiting what I was able to do. And nobody could figure out what it was. 
no matter how many doctors we went to, no matter how many therapists we went to, because the doctors sent us there because they were saying, you know, all my diplomas on my wall are not telling me what you have. So I'm pretty sure it's in head therapy. Yeah. Um, so that happened and just like years and years and years all the way to 17 where I finally got a diagnosis and I was like oh my gosh all of this makes so much sense mm -hmm. um except for the one factor of the target bite and it's because I'm one of the first recorded cases in Oregon to be through utero so my mom had it and then she got pregnant with me and so I've always had it and it just came at me when I started um, wow. going, uh, getting older, going, starting to become a teenager, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, it came out in headaches, nausea, body aches, and um, extreme fatigue. Mm -hmm. Just like for no reason you would have nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was just really frustrating. And it got to the point where I wasn't even able to walk without help. Um, either someone like there to hold my arm or me hold them to like steady me, or um, I had to use a walker for a while. <gasps> and then I tried to go back to school and were like, okay, you're going to need to take this walker with you to school. And I'm like, <laughs> no. And so I figured out how to use a uh, tree poles, like hiking poles instead. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody just thought like I was a really dedicated, like passionate hiker. And I was like, yes, just getting it in, just getting those steps in. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. Um, I mean, you made it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And try to uh, do things that made it to where I could make the most out of what energy I did have. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those was going out to be horses because mm -hmm. That was the, has always been the one place where no matter what's going on, everything feels all right. Mm -hmm. Everything feels just fine. Mm -hmm. And like, because they still look at me and will still listen to me the same way, no matter what I can or can't do. Mm -hmm. It's all, because it's all about energy with them. It's just like, oh my gosh, I just love them so much. But moving on. Um, so I started trying to uh, play with that a little bit more instead of just feeding in the morning and night. I was like, we want to start doing more stuff. So I started kind of working with some of the horses in the round pen and like, I don't know if you can imagine a girl like trying to like go around with checking poles and to work a horse. Um, at Liberty in Mount Pennish, I'm sure it, it looked a little awkward, but they were really there for me and did what I want or, mm -hmm. or what I asked for. Mm -hmm. And 
this one day in particular, I was just frustrated because I just wasn't able to keep up. And because timing is so important when you're working with horses and getting it like, you know, right when they're ready to change to something else. And I was missing it because I was off balance. And it was just so frustrating. I was like, oh, I know what to do, but I can't make my body do it. And I tried to like force myself. I uh, lost uh, my grip on my trekking poles and I was about to fall out of my face when all of a sudden Storm was right there and he caught me with his neck. And like, he came out of nowhere. And I was just like, thanks Storm, like my entire body weight. And he was just like, Hoo! thank you. <laughs> Oh, and then he like slowly raised his head like person kind of like picking their arm like you ready to get up mm -hmm. and then I had my arm over his neck and he walked me around and that became my hippotherapy that we did every day and even though uh I was coming from doctors who were saying this you now you this this is gonna be you for if not forever for a long minute and next time I went into my appointment I like strolled right in like what I say about this what you gotta say about <laughs> dance moves? what about this ah, I'm jerking what now like <laughs> That's it, like it just felt like such a victory wow that is so And cool. horses help give me that place where, where I wasn't afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. And even when you were about to, he was there. <laughs> that is, that is, you know, one of the best lime stories i've heard i mean there's so much that's not understood about that disease anyway um i want to say you're the first person i heard of that had in utero transmission so that's mind blown um, yeah it just opens up a whole other thing and i've even met people who were misdiagnosed and ended up in wheelchairs because they were they had MS mm -hmm. and weren't treated early enough for Lyme and lost their legs because of it. Wow. And yeah, it's it's been it's been a crazy journey and I learned things that I wish I didn't know, but I know them now. Yeah. Yeah. Did your mom ever have like was she ever symptomatic or did you kind of just put two yes. and two together? Um, yeah, she put two to two together when I um, started getting my diagnosis and everything because the symptoms that come out, um, it seems to be easy to downplay or call something else um, by someone else and be like, well, it just like you don't want to do anything or you're probably depressed or you're probably just 
laundry list of other things that like does a scroll down the hallway of things that people try to call it and people who are sick man sometimes a person is just actually physically sick mm-hmm. and she had to deal with that way longer than I did. I just, I was so dramatic with my symptoms that it was like, wow, do we have to figure this out? Yeah. Um, so I've, I feel a lot for, for my mom because she, she has and still does spend a lot of time with people misunderstanding what she's going through just because she does so well handing it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is like the ironic part. Right. 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 So do you, um, are you still kind of battling those symptoms now or did you kind of figure out a regimen that, you know, works for you to minimize them? Um, it, some days it feels like I have completely defeated it. Uh, just because of how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I feel like I am a living, manageable place where I feel like I can have goals and try to start to do this a little bit. And maybe I will have energy to do that. Um, but I can't overtax myself and then like get excited and be like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a two horse day. I'm gonna ride Stormy and then I'm gonna lace it and it's gonna be amazing. And I do, and then I'm like, and I'm dying. <laughs> and then for the next like three days, I'm kind of like down mm-hmm. having to recover from that. Right. And so it's, the biggest thing is trying to figure out what balance looks like, what my balance look like, because everybody's different. Um, trying to not downplay or limit what I can do beyond what I already have, but at the same time, not overtaxing myself just because I get a glimmer of energy. I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm going to do everything in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good that you're able to manage, manage that because everybody's story is not the same. Right. A girl tries. A girl tries. (laughs) So what do you, what, what is your, speaking of, you know, having goals or the ability to, to start having them, what is your vision for the future with your, your horses? Um, I would love to take part in starting an academy that is actively looking to diversify not only the equine community, but the mounted archery community. Um, and take this kind of special thing that brings out this warrior nature that I think is in all of us, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that primal human stuff where it's just raw, we could do it. And I feel like having a place where kids, people, whoever can 
like find that in themselves in ways that places in the human world might not let them. Mm-hmm. To let them feel that power that lives within them at the height that it can be reached and have it limited by anybody's ego because just don't have those. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, whatever else gets in the way. Like, it, it feels like a very pure place to find the best parts of yourself mm-hmm. and learn that you are strong mm-hmm. and that these little things um, and sometimes big things in life, like, maybe they seem a little bit more dual because, hey, I'm a badass that could share off a horse. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that is truly inspirational. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more questions for her? Um, I don't have any more questions, but I am going to be messaging you once I go to this place. <laughs> to get hurt what do yeah you i'll be here i'll be here that's cool i guess i'll order some pizzas <laughs> i know i mean pizza's always good i will be there to eat pizza i will help yes, help help her in that way that that is special. i will help you make targets okay <laughs> oh yeah i feel like i would be I will more assist in your journey Mm-hmm. <laughs> mounted eggs no no <laughs> well you know i all i i see like uh like xena warrior princess vibes <laughs> so i'm like okay she's shorty's gonna come through on the horse like pow pow and then i'm gonna come through like <laughs> let's go like i'm here <laughs> Me and my walking exactly, horse, exactly. we're going to show up and oh then I'm going to just, I don't know, like freaking the Batman little thing. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, like we'll make you throwing stars. I, there we go. I nap arrowheads. I'll just give you one of these. You just throw <laughs> some city in. Yes. I feel like we can make this work. We're just going to uh, ride up to Oregon real quick. <laughs> I got yeah. you. I got you. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Do you have yeah. any? You've said so no, many. No, though, that would be really cool. I would, would really enjoy that. It would. We're going to go on our list. Right. <laughs> but um, you've said so many inspiring things so far. But do you have any advice for aspiring equestrians or aspiring mounted archers? you know, just to kind of help them on their journey? Um, well, there's a lot to say, but um, something that comes to mind for me that I learned a little bit later that I wish I would is if someone is giving you advice, um, which depending on where you're at you might want it or whatever but before you take it ask yourself if you want your horse to be like their horse for me that's the biggest thing is if i want my horse to act to listen to me to feel to connect with me like their horse to them Mm -hmm. and if like i see something that wow, I'd like to get me some of that. That's when I'll listen to you. 
Mm-hmm. That's um, nice. Yeah. And and that's like for me just horses in general, not mounted archery in particular anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um that's good advice. For sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're not going to take up too much of your day. I know Caitlin has got to go get her some arrows so y'all can be shooting your, <laughs> shooting your, shooting your shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure your arrow is at least an inch beyond the bow when you pull it back. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to be my, my last thing thank you for what we were talking about right because <laughs> um, i think i did mention that my my really good friend had had a little hole in her hand for a little bit mm-hmm. ouch safety for uh, <laughs> so yeah yeah get a, get an arrow that's too short and you pull your string back you just right. like won't poke yourself in the hand and uh just basically impit yourself yeah all right yeah she got that <laughs> an inch at least the inch right got don't, we don't got time for all that no no <laughs> no thank you so much <laughs> yes yes thank you for taking time out of your yes. day to chat with us and share your story uh we are really excited to share it with our people so we will let you know when this episode goes live awesome and if i could send you any videos or pictures or anything that would help anything that you got be better just let me know okay but i already know it's gonna be awesome i ain't i ain't tripping about nothing no, that's not, that's not happening. i know i i didn't have a chance to watch all the videos you sent already but i was like okay that's gonna go in her promo <laughs> so um yeah all right. Well, we will um we'll let you know and good luck with everything. Thank you. We're proud of you and all that. Yeah. Thank you. Gosh, thank you. Like I didn't like expect that to feel so nice. No. <laughs> well, we're gonna come visit. So you know, just make us a room like back there or something mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. if nothing else i'm really glad to have two new ones <laughs> yes heck yeah <laughs> all right we'll let you go all right cool it's been awesome talking with you all right have a good one bye Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode. See you next week.